Welcome to Catch the Fires Family Life Podcast. A chance to hear about what God is doing amongst us as a family in London and to get into the Word of God together. For more information about getting plugged in to catch the fire, check out our website, ctflondon.com and our church we app. Hello and welcome. It's not me on my own this time. <laughs> yum, yum. Uh, we've got Tanya and Kate and myself, Alistair, here. And for any eagle-eyed listeners, you will have noticed there was a point where, um, during the last podcast, where I um, eagle-eared listeners, eagle-eyed, eagle-eared I listeners. I eagle-eared. Eagle-eared. I don't know if you, the eagles have good hearing, but I changed location mid-recording because I was in the office on my own and I was recording it, and just as I was getting near the end, Dan Davison came marching down the, the path, and I just thought, he's going to come in, he's going to start talking to me, and I don't want to edit this, I just want to do it in one take. So I very, uh, I thought, quietly crept from one side of the office to the other with a microphone. Um, but upon re-listening to it, I don't think it was as smooth a transition as I thought it was. Anyway, um, welcome. I uh, hope you enjoyed Great weather um, that we had, um, and rainy day in the office today. It's a nice break from the heat. Yeah, it's true. It is. It is a nice break. Um, But uh, yeah, we're doing good, and um, we wanted to pick up a little bit today, uh, build on what Stu was sharing over the weekend, um, which Kate, actually, you weren't here because... I was in Norway. Norway? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the only joke I know of that kind. Yeah, I was trying to think of a pun back, which was also a pun, but it didn't work. Um, yeah, my uh, one of my family members got married, and we went to this place um, kind of an hour and a half outside of Stavanger in Norway, which is just beautiful, and there were mountains and waterfalls and sheep. I tried to hug a sheet. I got pretty close, but... Did you do a clo and say that you have the same creator? I did. I was trying every trick in the work? book. <laughs> well, they let me get pretty close, and I was actually quite impressed. But, um, yeah, they weren't having it. So, they weren't having it. But my goal was to hug a sheep. In my lifetime, I will hug a sheep. That's if any of you have sheep and you want me... If you want to let me hug them, then let me know, because... Is that Email on your, um... info at <laughs> I really want to hug a sheep. They're just so cute and fluffy, and I know they stink, but whatever. I think they look cute and fluffy from a distance, <laughs> and then when you get close to them, and it's like they're their all hair's all matted, and <laughs> you look at their face, and they're... But their faces! They're so cute! I saw a little black one, too. There was a bunch of white ones. There's a little black one. I was like, oh, it's adorable. Anyway. Good. Well, so I was in Norway and it was absolutely gorgeous. I didn't sleep that much due to late nights and the sun being up of at all hours of the night. Um, so I'm pretty exhausted coming back. Hmm. I seem to remember one of the last times I went to Norway, uh, we stayed with some friends at the Catch Fire Church over there and they were just redecorating their house. And it was summertime anyway, so it was late summer evenings. But the guest room that we stayed in, which was gorgeous, like beautiful guest room, but they didn't have any curtains, oh, no. and so it was summer, like summertime anyway. So late evening, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was like when you're uh, when you're like seven years old, and your bedtime is eight thirty. Yeah, and you're like parents on a summer evening saying, 
go to bed and you're like, it's lighter than it was when I woke up this morning. Yeah. And you're like sat in bed with your room with your curtains doing nothing. You're like, this is terrible. I yeah. just, I'm not going to be able to sleep. So it anyway, definitely happens. God bless Norway. But yeah, we had a, we had a, um, Really good weekend um, with uh, on uh, particularly church on Sunday. Uh, Zach and Shanice led worship with the band really beautifully um, in the morning on Sunday, and then we had some guys down from LST in the evening who led really beautifully and um, two very different services, um, but it was really good. And uh, Tanya has been busy editing the podcast and and as she usually does and we just thought it'd be good to um build on a couple of the themes that Stu shared if you were at the evening service um <laughs> by Stu's own uh definition um he he went off on a few tangents on some cultural issues that we um all live in and we all we all have to engage with um but we thought it'd be really good uh, to just have a chat about some of those and talk about how you can get a little bit more equipped and engage with some of those questions. But before we get to that, Tanya, do you want to just um, sort of recap a little bit about what Stu was preaching on? And um, yeah, just to, for anyone who wasn't there, of course, you can listen to the podcast, but for the sake of a quick recap. Yeah, uh, Stu was talking about the power of the cross and how the cross is enough for everything that Jesus not only died. Yes, it's for salvation, but it's for redemption. It's for us to have like our minds transformed and everything that is like every single issue in our life can be solved with like going to the cross and the power of Jesus. So I really like the, the way he addresses of like, how double-mindedness, double oh, I can't even <laughs> speak right now, has infiltrated the church and how we need to get back to Jesus is enough and the cross is enough. So, yeah, I would say like that, aside of yeah. like the, yeah. Yeah, I think the, um, oh, that's my stomach there. I hope that didn't come through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a bus passing. Then <laughs> <laughs> I looked up, there's no bus. <laughs> it was a bus, it just was really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, one of the things Stu was, Stu was putting a lot of emphasis on was we we kind of can be in danger of believing anything that we're told, anything that's in a book, on the internet, anything that someone clever says. Um, and in culture, we can be shifted left and right a lot by, um, by what we're told by other people. And every time that we lose sight of the complete work that was done in the cross... Um, and the victory that we have in the cross over every situation, we can get into this double-mindedness. And, and um, Stu was talking about James and saying, you know, like he who is who is um, is double-minded is like a wave that's just getting tossed around the sea, and it will just come to nothing. And he's not he's not going to get an answer to his prayer if he's back and forth and um, and being double-minded. And so I think the, that was where it was rooted of like, when we look to the cross, we will find that victory in everything has already been won and we need to apply that. Um, and I, I actually had a real, uh, an interesting chat with somebody after the service who had said that they'd only ever really viewed the cross as kind of the doorway to heaven. Like this is my ticket Fire to heaven. Insurance. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> this is my spiritual insurance. That, and, yeah. and it is absolutely that, but also it's, something that can be applied to um, every kind of situation. So some of the situations that Stu spoke about were, uh, he's, in the evening, started off talking about evolution with his own particular um, 
take on that. I'm not. I won't spoil it for any um, podcast listeners yeah, because listen do listen to it because it's uh, a different podcast. Uh, yes, listen, listen to the uh, the sermon podcast. <laughs> yeah, the sermon. Um, not, not, I'm not sharing it, not because I disagree with it, but just uh, it's entertaining to listen to um, uh, from a from a from a but clean slate starting point. I, I would really say. can't wait to go back and listen to this because it sounds like Sunday was like it was intense, awesome, <laughs> and provoking. Yeah, and I think I think there was a there was a, prov- a deliberate provoking yeah. part in it because. Stu essentially was doing the same as the morning and the evening, but in the evening there definitely was a desire to speak on some cultural issues. And and I know for a fact that, um, I mean, that Stu spoke about evolution, spoke about trans, transgenderism, sexuality, and I know for a fact that um, a couple of people came up afterwards and said, hey, actually what you've spoken to me, um, spoken out today, personally has made a difference for me and where I'm at Um, so some really you know already really really good fruit but I guess um, those kind of questions are things that we we're facing so kind of Tanya and Kate my my question really to you guys and I'll try and answer this as well is is what what's your experience of trying to engage with these cultural questions identity sexuality um, even sort of scientific questions, evolution, origin, all of those kind of things that can have the potential to come up anytime you talk to someone and say, I'm a Christian. But the issue, their particular issue, can be the first thing on the tip of their lips when they talk about it. Mm. What was your experience of talking about these things, living in a culture? Do you want to go? You can go. You go. Mama, you go. Um... It's interesting. Um, I think being in London, you encounter a lot of different kinds of people, people from different walks of life and that believe different things and practice different things. And and it's beautiful how, how it's such a melting pot. Um, and I think one of the things I've learned, having been exposed to so many different cultures and so many different people groups and... Um, you know, people that believe different things, and I've just learned to to not be intimidated by someone having a completely different view than mm-hmm. I have, and to not be afraid to encounter them and and talk to them, and because you know, some people become afraid because they're like, well, I don't know what to say. I'm like, mm-hmm. say what you would say to anyone else. They're they're a normal person. They just believe something that's different from what you believe. But that doesn't mean that they're not worth talking to. It means that, like, we should be loving and treating these people just, just loving them just as hard as anyone else. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think my journey has been one of, of, um, of confidence and peace in encountering people that believe different things than I do. Um, and then when those conversations do occur, um. You know, it, it can get a bit tricky, um, especially when, you know, if we don't communicate perfectly, which mm. is probable because we're human, um, it can get difficult. But I don't know, just, I actually was thinking about this the other day. I was like, I just want to write a letter, just an open letter <laughs> to the, I don't know how many letters it is now. It's like LGBTQ 
IA plus or something like that community um, just being like I love you I don't agree with what you believe I think because I don't know what you know that's quite a blanket statement because yeah. there's a lot mm -hmm. of different people in there eh, but I love you and I'm sorry that you've been treated horribly so anyway, that's kind of been my journey. And then I've actually journeyed with some people who, you know, have experienced things like same-sex attraction or have um, started down the journey of the whole transgender journey and just different things. And, um, yeah, so I think my experience with those people has actually really given me some extra compassion and grace and a deeper love for people that hmm. are experiencing life that way. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good. That was kind of a long-winded answer, but no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I they'll know us by our love. Yeah, that's my whole thing, and I'm, oh, one of my oh, I just get so angry when I see, you know, and I, I'm not perfect, so I've treated people poorly before, not necessarily for this reason, but like when I see people, you know, especially in that community, but in any other people group, be treated poorly or like they're less than by someone mm -hmm. who claims to be a Christian or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just like, oh, it's just so sad to me. Yeah. And I think um, one of the things that, that Stu spoke about, which I, has very, been very much on my mind for a while, is um, this thing about the truth, um, about the reason why Christians have become known for being intolerant or I, can, I hate to say this phrase, condemning people mm. is, that's what people do. is, yeah. is because there's, there's a, a positive starting point that has become twisted, which is protecting truth. Mm. Like we believe in the biblical truth that, that, that God has made certain things sacred um, that he's um, made certain things to be uh, the way that they are as he intended them, as he created. And so there's this desire to protect the truth. Um, and as we've seen in so many countless examples, it's become hatred, it's become rejection, it's become mm -hmm. condemnation. But the starting point is right, to have truth. Um, and Stu is really talking about this. And I think um, from, I, I remember having a conversation with um, with, uh, a close friend who I'm uncertain of where they are with God at the moment, um, let's put it that way. And we had a conversation about um, probably the top f five major life issues that culture is talking about. We talked about abortion, we talked about sexuality, all of these kind of things. And I realized that the thing that we disagreed with fundamentally was was there a was there a truth was there a starting point a foundation because each individual conversation could be argued in its own context you can argue mm -hmm. about well sort of you know the, the scientific um, uh, sort of rationales behind um, is it an embryo is it life is it not and people mm -hmm. can get entrenched upon that but to start with the the argument of actually if God is real then there are certain things that are that are true that are foundational that's that means that I don't even need to go to the scientific argument yet I'm going to start on the truth and I think what I would kind of what I would say is that we we have to find that 
that, that balance between protecting truth and protecting love because we can be so loving that we can compromise on things that are true or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love you so much that I'm going to accept your lifestyle that is bringing death into your life. But we can go the other side of things where I'm going to protect the truth so hard that I'm going to have a baseball bat if you come near me with your untruthful lifestyle mm-hmm. and I'm going to hurt you. And we have to be loving, but we have to protect the truth. And um, Tanya, I want to kind of just get to you in a second, but there, there's this, this quote um, from a guy called Bruce McNichol that really talks about trust and truth. And um, I'll just read half of it. He said, without trust, um, this is in the, in the truth of God, I can't meet God. I won't, I won't learn who God made me to be. I won't learn who I am or be able to tell my story. And I won't be able to experience truth. Without trust, truth is relative and I live as my own expert. And there's something about that living as my own expert. And I, I love hearing somebody who quoted said that that phrase, all truth is relative. It's like that that's an illogical statement. You can't say all truth is relative mm-hmm. because you have to include that phrase in it. Mm-hmm. And so if all truth is relative, then the statement all truth is relative is true sometimes and not true other times. I like the statement though live your truth or this is my truth i'm like if it's just true for you then what what is truth for everyone you know what i mean yeah like anyway tanya can you bring in that scripture um (laughs) i know you had it ready john eight um and from verse 27 through to 32 if that's okay okay it says they did not understand that he was telling them about his father so jesus said When you have been lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases Him. Even as He spoke, many believed in Him. To the Jews who had believed Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I think you compare that with John 14 later when he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I think one of the the things that I, I would just want to, I just want to have communicated to everyone that we, truth is exclusive. And for some things to be true, it means other things can't be. And I think uh, it's been so interesting uh, being married to Abby this last year, who's a um, grew up in a very conservative um, Christian Republican uh, home environment, and you know she's just like there are some things that are true and there are other things that just are not, and there's there's not a grey area on it, and it's been really challenging how you know iron sharpens iron. But I think as Christians in, in the West and in the UK, we've been very used to um, kind of letting everybody just get on. Like, you do, you do you. You kind of live your life as it works for you and just try not to upset or offend anybody. And we have to, as Christians, I'm not saying everybody starts getting militant and starts hitting the streets and with banners and protesting, but we do have to know that there are some things that are biblically, God says, Marriage is sacred. God says sexuality is sacred. You know, God says life is sacred. We have to get behind some of these things, and it's going to make for some uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. with people, Heck, like you're saying. Sabbath. 
Like that's sorry. Yeah, no, it's true. Different. It's the same thing, but it's just, a, and more people find that easier to. I feel like saying the word defile is too strong, but we defile the Sabbath and we just ignore it. The Sabbath, having a Sabbath, yeah. like God did mm-hmm. anyway. It, everyone, everyone in some way or another has. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, what I was going to say was, <laughs> in, in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, some of the things that God says about if you defile the Sabbath, if you don't have one, are like intense. You'd think they're like, he was, if you, if you blanked out the word Sabbath and just asked people, you know, read the rest of the sentence mm-hmm. and said, God's have a real strong reaction here. Mm-hmm. What do you think the word would blanked out? Oh, you might put like, you might think murder or yeah. sort of like idols or something. He's like, if you do, if you defile the Sabbath, and it's, it's it, we we find a way to rationalize why it's okay not yeah. to live that truth mm-hmm. anymore. And of course, Jesus says, you know, the law is hinged upon, um, you know, loving God and loving your neighbor. You know, everything is encapsulated in that. Yeah. Um, but loving God means trusting him. Yeah. with the things that he said that are good for us and right for us. And um, I I just want to, I guess I just, I, if we're going to engage with a city, listen to last week's podcast of 8.6, 8.7 million people mm-hmm. that has pantheists and um, atheists and every kind of religion under the sun, um, I love what what Ravi Zacharias says is that a lot of people think that all religions are fundamentally the same and superficially different. It's like, no, 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 it's the opposite. They're fundamentally Ooh. different and superficially the same. Oh. It's like there are so many differences between um, between them that they cannot be, they can't be held in the same hand that they are. Jesus is exclusive in his theology and yet we're all are welcomed, you know? And so I just want to, it, you can probably see this is something on my heart, the conversations that we have with people, we need to protect truth, but we cannot do it. We cannot do it without being loving. And yeah, I think that's yes. the point that Kate was sharing. And what, what better way than, as Stu was saying, to, to refix our eyes on the cross and say that the greatest act of love that anyone's ever done was on the cross but also it's an act of truth that he died for the sin that was separating us mm-hmm. um I, i've got a couple of things just to give us, us some uh some help on some of those specific topics some 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 uh, things that you can look at but tanya just before we finish up what are your thoughts i i was actually thinking as as we were talking that we i personally one of the things that helps me a lot is like I know that Holy Spirit and God like talks to us in very different ways and I've encountered situations when it's the same topic. I remember like talking to an atheist and he was just like so closed up and God gave me a word of like, Oh, be be very gentle with him, like be very mm. and yet weeks later I was talking to another atheist and God was like, No, be strong mm. so I think that we we should be very mindful that Yes, like how are we presenting the truth and how are we dealing with the person in front of us? Like how are you honoring them and how you communicate to them? Mm -hmm. Because the way that you will receive truth and you will receive like the truth of God is not the same. So I was thinking of the way that we dress for the weather. 
Like, every day is different. Mm, that's cool. And mm. God was saying, like, hey, as you dress, like, and as you check on the phone for the weather and you get the umbrella the day that you will get the umbrella, yeah. like, get sunglasses the day that you need mm. sunglasses. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that we, we need to, to depend on, on God and we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, how do I address and how do I represent you and your truth to the person that I'm talking to and yeah. to the person that is in front of me? Because he knows them best. Yes, he knows He them. knows exactly what they need to hear and how. That's so great, Tanya. Yeah, that's, that's really, I really like that. And um, I just want to throw a couple of thoughts um, uh, this was something we talked about precept Austin, this great Bible. It's thing. so great. <laughs> I'm going through, um, I think this was from Ephesians, which we're going to hit Ephesians again next week and go back with <laughs> chapter two. But I just, I like this. Um, uh, this was from the King James Bible commentary on Ephesians to the beginning of it. And it said that the uh, truth is often denied these days. Men speak of the better self and the good spark. Man needs a new heart, not just a new start. Mm. A new life, not just turning over a new leaf. A resurrection, not just reformation. Dude. Signing a pledge card will not suffice. No one can live a life for God until he first receives life from God. Boom, King James. I don't can know you who that me? Uh, Dobson, that was from. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, and um, Dobson. And... Um, <laughs> Stu, Stu quoted this from uh, the ELA, um, the Bethel conference that's happening. I think Bill Johnson said this yesterday. He said, God's covenant is with your is not with your behavior, but with the Christ in you. Mm. He covenants with your identity, not your behavior. And I just feel that thing of like, do you have the Christ in you? Because if you don't, you're dead. You dead. You're dead. You dead. If you don't, you're dead. <laughs> you don't have it. But, th- but that's it. No, it's, it's true. You know, it's, it's true. the TV show. It's like The Walking Dead. It's like that's if you don't have the Christ in you, that's mm-hmm. God makes the covenant with with the Christ who who hung on the cross to represent us. And um, it really boils it down. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. So I just um, just for anyone who wants to do some homework, got a couple of things for you. If you want to follow up on any of these, um, Stu talked about transgender um, evolution and sexuality. So if any of these you want to follow up what the Christian viewpoint is on some of these, um, I would start with listening to uh, Ravi Zacharias and the, the the thing you want to search for. If you just search for truth, you'll, you'll get it. But the YouTube video is um, uh, what brings us to believe that Christianity is the exclusive way to truth. Um, there's a 13-minute video where he talks about the exclusivity of Christ um, and the importance of truth. That's a really, really good one. Um, you can also check out uh, Ravi Zacharias for um, Christian views on sexuality. That's a really helpful one. Um, and he also has a good one on um, uh, um, atheistic evolution. He basically just tells a funny story but makes quite an, quite a profound point on that. Um, check out John Piper talking about can we reconcile creation and evolution um, also check out John Piper on YouTube. Is it okay to be Christian and transgendered? Um, that's a really interesting answer. Um, he gives to that. Um, Stu mentioned, mentioned a guy called Chuck Misler. Um, he's got some amazing videos. Just, just Google him and Bible and, um, you'll see a number of YouTube videos about, um, just the profound, uh, code written into the Bible over years. Um, and also another one, um, N.T. Wright, 
uh, on gay marriage. Um, it's a, an article, but it's a YouTube clip actually filmed in Christchurch, Chorleywood, just down the road oh, from cool. us. Um, and a very interesting just use, uh, explanation on how we can redefine words. If we redefine words, then it hugely changes what we're talking about. And actually God has given certain words a meaning that shouldn't be shifted and changed. So, mm. yeah, so have a look at, at, at some of those and um, uh, get informed, I think is my takeaway take message. Get informed on some of these things because there are issues culture is asking. But Kate, would you maybe just somehow summarize all of that in prayer? Yeah, prayer to close us. Close us, our Lord. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm I know going. what that. I know what that that voice was going <laughs> to be doing. Um. Yeah, Father, I just I love how you have so much love in your heart for every single person, no matter how they treat you, no matter how they talk about you, no matter what they believe or how they live their life, whether they believe it's a choice or not, like whatever, whoever is making whatever decision, you love so hard without restraint. Um, and I just, I just ask right now that you would just impart a greater measure of your love to us for every person in our lives and not, you know, people that we agree with, people we don't agree with, and people that might intimidate us, people that have different viewpoints and live lifestyles that are different from ours. And Father, would you just give us a greater depth and expansion of love for every single person in front of us? Mm. And um, to to help us shift our mindsets to how we see people that we don't agree with and how we look at them. And, and would you give us your eyes for people, God, that, um, that when we see someone in front of us, um, whether they're similar to us or really different from us, that we would see them as you see them, that you yeah. would be speaking to us about who they are and that we would be open to hearing what you have to say about them, even if they've just wronged us, especially if they've just wronged us, <laughs> that we would have your eyes to see exactly who you say they are yeah. um, and to, to seek your truth, God, not our truth, because my truth could be completely off base. And yeah, just lead us to truth. And Holy Spirit, you, you promise that that's who you are to us, that you lead us into all truth. So I just... I hold you to your promise, and I thank you that that's who you are to us, God. Yeah. That, Holy Spirit, you lead us into all truth, that you point the way to Jesus, that you point us to the way and to the truth and to the life that we have access to because of Jesus. Yeah. So I thank you for who you are and how you communicate to us and how you love us and how you include everyone in your love. Mm. Um, yeah, Would you give us wisdom as we speak to whoever we speak to about controversial topics, would you remind us, Holy Spirit, to invite you into conversations so that we are guided by you in those? Mm. And would you remind us that agreement is not a, re a prerequisite for love or relationship? Mm -hmm. That we can love and be in relationship with people 
regardless of whether we agree with them or not because you seek relationship with all of these people and they don't necessarily all, we don't necessarily all agree with you all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, mm. we love you, Lord. We thank you for your truth, for, for Jesus, yeah. for your word that is alive and timeless. Mm. We bless you, Father. We bless you. Amen. 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 We bless you to have a really great week. Do what Tanya said. Have such great intimacy that you know how to talk to somebody and hear the Father's voice for them and have a brilliant week. Message us any questions. (laughs) If you have questions, concerns, or you want those YouTube links that Alistair mentioned if you can't find them, email info at ctflondon.com. Awesome. Great week.